Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. This morning and tonight, I would like to talk about God as our provider. We need to be convinced first that God is our provider. I'd like to read from Genesis chapter 22, chapter, verses 1 to 2. Genesis, the 22nd chapter, verses 1 to 2. Now it come to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We, Father, that today your Holy Spirit will open our eyes to see the truth, open our heart to receive your word, open our ears to hear what the Spirit wants to say to the church. Father, may you inject or, Lord, put in our heart the faith of God. That when we hear the word today, we will not just receive it as the hate knowledge, but it will build our faith so that we can please you. Because without faith, we cannot please you. Father, today we come with a hungry heart. We want to receive everything you say today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We want to talk about God as the provider. And if you look at this scripture carefully, you notice one thing, that God spoke to Abraham. He said to Abraham. Before I go on to talk about God as a provider, one thing I want to emphasize is that if you want to live in abundance, the first foundation you need to have is relationship with God. You cannot just come to God your own term. You can, cannot just say, I can do whatever I want, and then God is going to bless me anyway. God is going to give me abundance anyway. Abraham had a relationship with God. He was talking to God all the time. He was listening to God all the time. He heard the voice of God all the time. He had a very deep relationship with God. This is important. In order to enter into that relationship, you need to go through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. In order to live in God's abundance, you need to be born again. You need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you. He paid for your sin. And then you receive him into your life and become a child of God. And after that, you begin to walk with God. In walking with God, you need to talk to him, listening to him, and you always depend on him. God can speak to you through many ways. God can speak to you through the Bible, through the Holy Spirit, through brother and sister in the church, through the sermon, through dreams and vision, through many ways that God can speak to you. You need to be the type of Christian who always want to hear what God wants to speak to you. You are hungry for his voice. You want to be led by him all day long. 
That is the way Abraham lived. He was led by God all the time. That's why he opened his spiritual ear to hear what God said. And when God said to him, "Abraham," he responded right away. He said, "Here I am." A lot of time we are so busy with life, busy with job, busy with education, with schooling. We busy with a lot of things, and we never listen to God. We need to learn how to listen to God and always hook up to God in our spirit and follow Him every single day. God wanted to test Abraham because God wants to see whether he really genuinely walk with Him or not. The same thing. If God tested Abraham, God gonna test your faith as well, your faithfulness, your obedience to Him. God gonna come to you and tell you to do something. Are you obeying him or not? If you live in rebellion, disobedience, don't expect abundance. Don't expect the blessing of God. You need to live in obedience and in relationship with God. This scripture say clearly that God told Abraham to take Isaac, his one and only son, to the land of Moriah, and then to go into a mountain, one of the mountains in that land. God tested Abraham. God want to show Himself to him. Genesis chapter 22 verse 3 say, "So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him." Abraham really have a good relationship with God. When God told Abraham to do something, he responded right away. He did not wait for somebody to tell him to confirm with him what he need to do. He did not ask member in the church for 40 members and say, "This is really God speak to me." I believe that his relationship with God was so strong that he can recognize the voice of God. My prayer is that all of you. Who have such a strong relationship with the Lord that when you hear the voice of God, you know exactly what He say. You know this is the voice from God. This is not the voice of the devil, not your own voice. You need to read the Bible all the time. You need to really spend time with God on a regular basis to be able to recognize the voice of God. And you notice something: Abraham responded to God right away. He did not wait until next year. He did not wait until. Five months later, he rose in the morning right away. Everyone say, respond, respond. Right, away. right away. Abraham did not argue with God. He responded to God. He woke up and he obeyed God. He packed everything. He told his son to go with him. He took some of his men to go with him. God instructed Abraham, and he responded and he obeyed. I want to be that kind of person. To be like Abraham, whatever God told Abraham, he did. He obeyed. I pray that you will be that kind of people as well. Whatever God told you to do, you responded right away. When God told Abraham to tithe, he tithe. When God told Abraham to practice circumcision, he did. He practiced circumcision. Whatever God told him, he obeyed all the time. How many people want to live in abundance? Amen. Abraham was quite rich. He was in abundance. You know why? He had relationship with God, and he also obeyed the Lord in everything God told him to do. I beg you. I urge you. I encourage you today 
to be the kind of God, uh, the kind of people like Abraham, that God can trust you. God trusted Abraham so much because he passed the test, and God knew that Abraham gonna pass all the teaching and all the truth to his son Isaac and to his grandson and great grandson. This is a man that God trusted. I want you to be the same kind of people that God can trust you. Because if God can trust you, He will be able to trust the anointing into your hand. He will be able to trust money into your hand. He will be able to trust people into your hand. Trust a big company into your hand. Trust a great work into your hand. So the key is relationship, and let God trust you. Verse four and five, the Bible say. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, "You notice that God did not say, 'Go to the next door neighbor, go to the um, the next shopping mall and do something.' He has to travel far away to do something that God told him to do." Actually, I honor a lot of people in this room who flew far away from another city. Some of you even drove here. How many miles? How many hours you have to drive to Seattle from Phoenix? 23 hours. You obey the Lord, and you don't mind to drive this far, spend money on the gas, your time. You took off from work. This is the kind of people God looking for. God is looking for people who obey Him, even though they have to pay the price, pay the gas, the time, willing to kind of stop all the routine thing in life to go and seek the Lord and obey the Lord. When God told you to go to the camp, you say yes, I do it. I Just stop everything else, and I will go to the camp. That is what God is looking for: people who are obedient and willing to pay the price. Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the land far away. He traveled, and then Abraham said to his young men, "Stay here with the donkeys and the lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you." Everyone say, "We will come back." It's interesting. God told Abraham to give Isaac as a burnt offering. What does it mean? It means that he has to put Isaac on the altar, put the wood on, and kill him and burn him on the altar. But he did not say, "I will come back to you myself." Abraham said, "We will come back to you. We will." Abraham has a faith talking. He talked by faith. He believed that even if he killed Isaac on the altar, God was able, and God was willing, and God would raise Isaac from the dead. He knew his God; that God will never let him down. God could perform a miracle for him. He said, "We will come back." He had high faith that God would be able to resurrect Isaac. From the dead, look at Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 19. The Bible talk about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. It's interesting. This scripture say only begotten son, and John 3:16 say, God loved the world. That he did not spare his son; he gave his only begotten son. Abraham obeyed and gave his only begotten son. 
That's why he became a father of many nations today. Is that right? The Lord, our God in heaven, did not spare His Son. He gave His only begotten Son, and now many nations are saved. A lot of people can go to heaven. So you can see that obedience is so important. Of whom it was said in Isaac, your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up. So Abraham concluded that God would be able to raise Isaac up from the dead. That is the talk, the faith talk. He talked by faith, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. You can see here that Abraham was a man of faith. He had faith in God. He had faith and he obeyed God. He was speaking the word of faith. He said, "We will come back. I have confidence that God is going to take care of me. I have confidence that God is going to continue to give me my son back. Some way, somehow, God can do it." Amen. Look at verses six to seven. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the fire in his hand. And a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, "My father," and he said, "Here I am, my son." Then he said, "Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering?" I believe that at that time Isaac was wondering. He had watched his dad give offering to the Lord many times: altar, the wood. The fire and the animal, but this time they were going up on the mountain with only the wood and the fire, but no animal. So Isaac wondered. He asked his dad, "Where is the animal?" And the dad said, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Amen. He was wondering because this is not the normal practice of his father. Look at verse eight. Abraham said, "My son, my son." God will provide for Himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. I tell you, this verse eight is so profound. If you read it carefully, and you can do what the Bible says, your life will never be the same. It's so profound. Abraham answered, "My son, God will provide for Himself the lamb." For a burnt offering, God shall provide. In this situation, I believe that if it were you, you might be a little bit nervous. Do I need to kill my son? Do I need to pull the knife up and cut, chop him into pieces myself? Kill my own son? But Abraham talked by faith. He spoke by faith. God is my provider. God shall provide. That is faith. It's one thing to say that in this economy, God is able to help me. If you say God is able to help me, you are trying to push the responsibility to God. God, you do it. I have no responsibility at all. But Abraham did not say God is able to do it. He said God will provide. So if you talk by faith. You will say, in this economy, in this low time of economy, God will provide me. Amen. Amen. In other words, God' responsibility He provides. Our responsibility is faith. We need to have faith 
that God will do it and we speak it. We proclaim it. We declare it like Abraham. And not only that, I pray that all of you will come to this point of your life and you will see the abundance of God flow. He said God will provide for himself. What is the practical point here? In fact, Abraham should have said, God will provide for us a lamb, a ram, or an animal. But Abraham said, God will provide for himself. So what does it mean? It means that the business of God is my business. This is his business. Abraham, consider everything that God is doing in his life is part of his business. Are you getting what I try to say? I'll give you an example. In 1987, God called me to start the church. He said, give your life to me, you and your family, your home, everything, and start the church. So I decided to hook myself up to the business of God. Everything I do now is about God. It's about His church. It's about His great commission. God called me to sacrifice something. But that is not my business. That is God's business. I live for God. Amen. Seek ye first His kingdom and righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So since 1987, I and my wife live for the church. We spend money. We spend time. We spend energy. We do everything to build the church. We sacrifice a lot of things for the kingdom of God. You need to understand that most doctors in America, especially neurosurgeons, will have a waterfront house, will have boats. Right now, they may be even on Lake Washington. They have airplanes. Many of my friends at the Overlake Hospital have airplanes flying everywhere on the weekend. They have fun. They have boats. They have nice vacation all the time. Some of them even have house in Whistler, and they go almost every weekend if they're not on call to have fun. But God called this man to start a church. So when I say God will provide for himself, what do I mean? It means I and the kingdom one. I live my life for the kingdom. Then he's going to provide for himself through me. Because I and the kingdom one. Are you getting what I try to say? This is the key of abundance. I want to challenge every one of you. Don't treat the church. Don't treat Jesus. Don't treat the kingdom of God as a hobby. Don't treat the ministry in your church as something left over and you want to do. If I have time, I do it. If I feel good, I do it. If I don't feel good, I'm going to quit. If I like it, I do it. If I don't like it, I'm not going to show up. That is not what God's talking about here. God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Amen. It doesn't matter rain come. It doesn't matter I feel good or feel bad. It doesn't matter how many people show up. I'm going to show up here. Because I consider myself hooked up to the kingdom of God. I'm going to do his work. I take the work of God, I take the kingdom of God seriously so I can save like Abraham. I can save with Abraham. God will provide for himself. Amen. 
This is the key. Why some Christians struggle financially? Why some Christians just keep scratching their head? Oh, when God gonna give me more? When God gonna help me to pay off my debt? Because maybe their lifestyle is that the kingdom of God is just a decoration. If it's convenient, I do it. If it's not convenient, I'm not gonna do it. But Abraham was not that kind of person. Whether convenience or inconvenience, the kingdom come first. I'm gonna obey what God say. I'm gonna do what God say. I'm gonna be there. God can rely on me. God can count on me. I'm gonna be there wherever God tell me to go. I'm gonna do whatever God tell me to do. And I know He will provide for Himself because He has a plan to work to me, and He's gonna provide Him for Himself through me. Amen. This is the key of abundance. Is to hook yourself up to the will and the purpose of God, and you can you can wake up every morning and you can say, God will provide for Himself, for His purpose, for His plan, for His church, and you know what? He's gonna provide through somebody. He's not gonna drop money out of heaven and drop on the ground here. He's gonna have to let that money go through, or or wisdom or something go through your hand, the hand of a person who say, I gonna live for the kingdom of God. Amen. In your life, I believe that all of us are going to face the situation that one of these days you're going to say, "Where is the money? How I can pay this bill? Where is the manpower to do the job? Where is the wisdom? Where is the good health that God going to give to me to do something for Him? God will provide for Himself if you can position yourself that way. That I. Leave myself for the kingdom. I will obey him. I will do whatever he say. You can say every morning when you wake up, God will provide for Himself. Amen. There is nothing that you will be in lack. God will provide equipment, manpower, finances, wisdom, anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. When we talk about faith, you know, in this camp we're going to talk about faith quite a bit because. In order to tap into the blessing of God, we need to use the hand of faith to tap in. In the past twenty-something years, I have learned about faith. That you can have faith for certain subject, but you may not have faith for certain subject. Some of us may have faith for salvation. You say, "Oh yes, God saved me. I'll definitely go to heaven. I'm not going to hell. God forgive me." You have faith only for salvation. But when we talk about healing, uh, really, God can heal me? Are you sure? Because you don't have faith for healing. Some of you may not have faith for protection. Every time you go on the airplane, every time you travel, oh, accident gonna happen or not? Is gonna be okay? Am I gonna be in trouble on this airplane or not? Any terrorist gonna rob this airplane? You just worry and worry, and you just speaking negative all the time because you don't have faith for God's protection. Some of you may not have faith for God's provision. You may pray for the sick and they get healed, but when it comes to God's provision, oh, I'm gonna be in trouble financially. God's provision will not come. The economy is so bad. What I try to say to the church is this. You need to build your faith in every area of your life. Definitely, in this camp, we talk about God's provision, about abundance. So I will help you, preaching the word to you, to help you to have faith in the area of God's provision. 
There are a few things that the devil wants to polarize you so that you cannot serve God. One is sickness. One is broken family. And another one is poverty. If you're poor, how, can you gonna, how will you be able to travel to preach the gospel all over the land? You don't even have money to pay your electric bill and your gas. Poverty hinder the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So God wants you to build your faith that you will have more than enough abundantly. That you will be healthy. You need to build your faith for healing. You need to build your faith for relationship. Build your faith in the area of ministry. In every area, you need to walk by faith. In fact, many years ago, I began to enter into revival. And I went to a revival meeting in another city. In that meeting, a pastor was walking by an aisle like this. That is a pastoral meeting. And then the preacher just say, just point the finger and say, fire. That man was going to the restroom. The pastor was going to the restroom and the preacher said, fire. That man fought under the power and on the ground. He could not go to the restroom. I don't know what happened to his bladder. <laughs> he fell under the power on the ground. When I look at that, I was thinking, how could this man do this? He just said, fire. And the pastor fell under the power. And God spoke to me. Faith. The man has so much faith in the file of God. And he could do it. And I say, God, I like that faith. I want to have faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it's all about faith. God responds to faith. So in this teaching, we're going to talk about abundance. I want to make sure you understand the heart of the pastor. Sometime I taught something for many, many weeks in the church. Like sometimes I taught about curse and blessing. Sometimes I taught about honoring God. Maybe four years ago or something, I was teaching about the file of God almost every week. Some people shook their head and said, Pastor Lau, when are you going to change the subject? When are you going to change all these things? I am tired of listening to the issue of the file of God. But the purpose is to build your faith. You need to keep hearing. Hearing and hearing of the word of God until you have faith. That's why don't despise the word of God on the pulpit. Because God has something for you. God wants to build you something to have faith in certain area. And you keep reasoning. You keep hearing. The faith will come. Not only that, you may be strong in the area of faith in certain issue in the Bible. But if you don't feed it, you just don't talk about it. You don't hear about it enough. I can guarantee your faith will drop one day. Your faith, for example, if you have faith about healing and you don't talk about healing, you don't hear the sermon about healing on a regular basis, you don't feed your spirit with the word of God on a regular basis, eventually that faith may start to dilute and go downhill, diminished. You need to keep hearing. That's why we produce CD. The purpose of CD is not to sell. But to feed the cheap, if you go back home and listen to certain subject again, again and again and again, your faith will grow in that area. Amen? Your faith will get stronger and stronger and stronger instead of going downhill. You need to teach the same subject again and again. Hearing the same subject again and again. Definitely in this camp, we want to talk about provision of God or abundance. We need to get strong faith 
in the area of God's provision. No matter what economy look like, no matter what people around us do, maybe somebody get into bankruptcy, maybe they're in bad debt, or maybe you're in trouble financially too. You need to have faith to be able to overcome the area of God's provision you're lacking in your life. Everyone say, God is my provider. Amen. God is my provider. Let's say it at the same time. Why is ask you to say God is my provider? Because the issue of faith works in every single area in your life. For example, you may say that I believe that God is real. Jesus was born 2,000 years ago and he paid the price for people's sin. Yes, he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. Yes, I believe it. But you still can go to hell. You know why? Because Jesus has not been your personal savior yet. You can talk theory about Jesus all day long. But if you don't call him my Lord and my savior, it's a personal thing. Faith in God. You cannot depend on other people's faith and say, Oh, Jesus is your, your God? Good. Could you pray for me that I will go to heaven? No. You need to come to the point that, Jesus, I invite you to come into my life and become my Lord. And you become my Savior. I can call Jesus my Lord. Then you're born again. You repent of your sin and you have a personal relationship with God. The same thing with the area of God's provision. You cannot say, Pastor, I know God is your provider. Could you pray for me that I have a new job? I can pay off my debt. It's not about my provider. It's your provider. You need to be able to say, Jesus, you are my shepherd. You are my provider. He needs to be your personal God. Amen. You need to be able to call him my provider. He needs to provide for yourself, not for me only. Do you have that faith that God is your healer? Everyone say, He is my healer. Everyone say, He is my provider. He is my guide. He is my savior. Is He your personal God? Can you say my? I like that song. My Jesus, my Savior. You know, when we sing that song, we feel so personal. He's my Savior. He is my God. You cannot have faith for other people easily. You need to have faith for yourself. You cannot speak for other people. Amen? Abraham said, God shall provide for himself. Abraham, if you notice, Isaac, when Abraham said that, Isaac did not argue even one word. Isaac did not say, how come? How God going to do that? Isaac did not ask that question. I believe that Isaac had seen so many times how God had provided for his father. They walked with God in the whole family. They had seen again and again that God came through for them. God had provided for them. And that's why Abraham can say, He shall provide for himself. And Isaac did not argue even one word. Look at verses 9 to 12. 
the Bible say. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there, and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, took the knife to slay his son, but the angel. Of the Lord called him from heaven and said, "Abraham, Abraham!" So he said, "Here I am." And he said, "Do not lay your hand on the lad." You know, a lot of us never say, "Here I am." When God spoke to you, wow! God speak to the pastor. He need to repent. Maybe God speak to my wife. She need to repent. God never speak to me. Whatever God say is for my wife, my pastor, my care group leader, my friend in the church. Not about me, but you need to say, "Here I am." God is speaking to me. Okay, here I am, and He said, "Do not lay your hand on the lad, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me." God knows people's heart, but God need to see your heart in action. Abraham had relationship with God. Abraham listened to God. Abraham obeyed God immediately, and Abraham walked in the fear of God. When you fear God, you want to please God. You don't play game with God. You will do whatever he tell you to do, even though you don't like it, even though you don't feel like it. You still obey. You think it's easy to put the son on the altar and pull the knife out to kill? It's not easy. But Abraham fear God more than loving his own son. My brothers and sisters, the key to abundance is to walk in the fear of God. Sometimes I heard people preach like this. You know, you just just having you just depend on the grace of God. God love you. You just love God, and you just have grace for you. He died for you. He became poor, so you become rich. But you can live anything you want. You can do whatever. I mean, you don't need to go to church. You don't need to be serious about God. I think that is not a full gospel. The full gospel is not just God has grace for you. It's not only God loves you, and you repent. Full gospel means you have faith. You obey and you fear God as well. Relationship with God based on love and based on obedience. He is your Father. Amen. You need to fear Him and obey Him as well. And your faith need to come out in actions. Abraham did an action. He pulled out the knife, ready to do it, ready to obey the Lord. A lot of people are good of talking. But they are not good of doing. I don't want to be just good at talking. I want to do it myself. I want to be like Abraham. I want to do what God say. Amen. Then I can see the abundance of God. Verse 13, the Bible says, "And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its thorns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son." Let me ask this question: Did God provide? Did God provide for Abraham? Yes. Did God come through? Yes. Is He your provider? Yes. This is the key of abundance. You need to 
Be convinced in your heart. You need to be persuaded first that your resources is not your own ability. It's not your boss. It's not human being. You don't manipulate somebody to give money to you. You don't manipulate your boss to give you a raise. Your resource, your provider is the Lord. You look up to God. God is your provider, not man, not your customer. Amen. Not your boss, not the government. God is the provider. Look at verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mouth of the Lord it shall be seen. I'm going to explain to you in a minute here. That is in King James Version. In the New King James Version, say, And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide. And as it is said to this day, In the mouth of the Lord, it shall be provided. You can see here that Abraham called that place the name of the Lord. I'm going to explain that name in a minute here and then close the sermon. But look at the outcome of relationship with God, obeying God, walking in the fear of God, and passed the test. Passed the test. I believe that some of you are going through the test right now. Our church has been going through a test. And I myself too, going through the test. That something happened that discouraged you. Because the devil wants to destroy the church. I need to pick up myself and make a decision. I will not quit. I will still go to church. I will still serve God. I will still continue to bless the Lord and obey what He called me to do. I want to pass this test. Amen. If I pass the test, this is the promise of God to Abraham and to all of us who pass the test. In verses 15 to 18, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, say the Lord, because you have done this thing, mean pass the test, obeying, fear the Lord, and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemies in your seed. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Can you bless the nation if you are broke? Can you bless the nation if you are sick? You can bless the nation if you don't have abundance. God promised Abraham that he will bless the nations through his seed. You think we are children of Abraham? You think you can bless the nation? In the prayer meeting this morning at 7 a.m., I was praying with a group of brothers and sisters. God was speaking to me. Believe that in this camp, I will bless my people. And then he didn't stop there. He said, I will bless my people that they will go and bless the nations. How many people are ready to bless the nation? Amen. As Christians, we should live for higher calling. Amen. A high calling is higher than just meet your need, paying the electric bill, pay for apartment bill, paying for the gas bill. Week by week, I have enough to pay my bill. I just scratch 
under the barrel to get pay more money tomorrow for my bill. I hope I have enough money to buy food by the end of the month. That is a low calling. The high calling is to live for the gospel and to bless the nation. And you need to have that faith. You need to understand I was poor before. I was driving Jetta, Toyota Tercel. I have very little amount in the bank account. Living in the basement of somebody's home. Pasada has to cook and clean the house for the owner of the house so that we can live in the basement of that house for a few months. She needs to pay back because we live there. We were poor. But you know, I have determination that I and my family, I and my household shall be blessed and we shall bless the nation. I will be able to fly to the city. I can fly to Phoenix. I can fly to Alaska. I can fly to... Las Vegas, I can fly to the nation. I can go to Indonesia. I can go and preach the gospel to the nation. Amen. We need to have that mentality that I will be like Abraham. I will bless the nation. And God led me week by week, day by day. God bless our church not to have any debt so that we can use money for the gospel, for the great commission. Amen. We need to believe in that promise of God. Amen. Amen. You notice the Bible say that the place called Jehovah Jireh. In the Hebrew language, the Bible say, God is Jehovah Jireh. I know that when I say that, it messes up your song. Jehovah Jireh. American people call Jireh, but in the Hebrew, it's Jireh. In Thai, we call Jireh too. We don't call Jaira. I don't know why you, J-I-R-E-H, you call Jaira. I don't understand that. It should be Jireh. It should be Jehovah, Jireh. Jehovah, what does it mean? Actually, God has many names, and each name is a compound name of Jehovah and something. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Kisanu, Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah means the self-existing one. He can be self-sustaining and self-existing. He doesn't need you to survive. He is self-existing. He is the great I am. He is the wine. He can live by himself. But we are the branches that we need to connect to him. Amen. Everyone say Jehovah. The self-existing one. And he has the compound name Jireh. Jireh means the one who sees. I'm going to explain tonight more about the one who sees. Okay, let's come back tonight and we will learn more about Jehovah Jireh. What does it mean? But I just want to tell you now, Jireh means the one who foresees. And I explain tonight about God's provision. How God's who foresee thing can provide for us. Amen? So this morning we learn from Abraham and we continue tonight. We learn from Abraham that you need to start with relationship with God. You need to spend time with God, listening to His voice, reading the Bible. If God doesn't talk to you exactly what to do, I will go with the principle of the Bible. If God speaks to you directly what to say, to do, for example, to go to that job, to go to that school, then you do it. You obey God. But if God doesn't say anything, you go by principle in the Bible. 
The principle in the Bible is to do anything to build the kingdom of God. I will ask myself, where can I be to be the most effective and bring more people to the kingdom of God and build the kingdom of God as much as I can because I have only limited days in life here. I don't want to go to churches because I like to have friends there. I go to church because I want to build the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God comes first. It's in the Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The principle is in the Bible. Amen. How I spend money? The kingdom of God. How I spend my time? The kingdom of God. If God doesn't tell me, I will choose whatever to build the kingdom of God first. It's very simple. God may not speak to you everything you do. God wants to test your faith, whether you really obey the Bible or not. Amen. So the second thing you obey, his voice, obey his word, obey his principle. You walk in the fear of God and you connect to his kingdom. And if one day you can say, your business is my business. I live my life for the kingdom of God. You can wake up every morning and say, God will provide for himself through me. How many people can say that? God will provide for himself through me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Before we close the service this morning, I'd like to ask a question. Anyone in this room, you know that you don't have that deep relationship with God like Abraham. Maybe you were not born again yet. Or you're born again, but you have wasted all these years that you never talk to God, you never live your life for the kingdom of God. You just live day by day. God is just decoration on Sunday for you. You don't talk to God every day. You don't live your life for the kingdom. I would like to ask you that make decision today. If you are those people and you want to make a commitment to do that, why don't you come to the front here and we can pray together the prayer of commitment that I will live my life. It doesn't matter you're old or young, okay? If you live your life for the kingdom, you say, I have relationship with God, you will see the provision of God. You will see that God will take care of you every day of your life. Amen. If you are those people who say, today I want to make a prayer of commitment to walk with God like Abraham, to obey Him, to fear Him, and the kingdom of God is number one in my life, you make that decision, you walk out here and we can pray together. Anyone in this room want to do that? Make a commitment. Walk out here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Make a commitment to the Lord. If you have not done that, you walk out here. Or you want to recommit your life to God too. Say, God, from today on, I can build a relationship with you. I want to hear your voice. I want to serve you. Come out here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is not a decoration in your life. He's not a furniture. He is your Lord and your Savior. If you, are, you want to be able to say, He is my provider, you need to give your life to God. Amen. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord Jesus. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, he 
follow my prayer. Father in heaven, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and Jacob, the Father of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Today, I want to pray a prayer of commitment. You make a covenant with Abraham, and Abraham made a covenant with you. Today, I make a covenant with you, Father, to have a personal relationship with you, to fear you, turn away from my sin, and obey your voice. I want to live my life for the kingdom of God. Speak out loud. Speak. You need to confess with your mouth. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are my provider. You are my provider. You shall provide. You shall provide for yourself. For yourself. Through me. Through me. From now on. From now on. I will be on fire. I will be on fire. I will fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. 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 And His coming kingdom. Come first, come first in my life. In my life, I will build a church. I will build a church. I live my life. I live my life for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Let's sing this song. Let's stand up. Trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street. Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much, 